And so about five years ago, a life walked into Life Church that needed to be transformed greatly. His name was Matty B, and uh, that's we affectionately call him Matty B. Uh, Matt Burr is his name, and he walked in, in in a tough spot in his life, but just immediately started connecting, connecting here with the church, connecting with God, and truly has watched his life be transformed. He and his wife became the leaders of a Celebrate Recovery ministry here, which meets every Tuesday. Anybody celebrate recoveryers here? What do you guys call yourself? Do you have a name for yourself? You call yourself the 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 cool kids, the cool kids. All right. Um, but Matt has come so far, just so far in ministry and how he has grown. We're actually starting a campus in Wyndham, starting uh, preview services in the fall. Probably January will be our first really launch date. But Matt is actually going to lead that as the campus leader. That just shows you how far he has come. It's in five years, that transformation has been amazing. And I consider Matt a great friend. He's a great man. And you're here for his very first sermon on the big stage. Now, he's spoken at Celebrate Recovery, but for a weekend, this is his first time speaking. And he's not nervous at all. <laughs> not at all. Right, Matt? Get up here, man. We, we love you guys. You know, we are going to have a good time this morning. It's, uh, my maiden voyage was last night, so tonight, today, we're smooth sailing all day long. I promise you that. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. And hasn't this weekend been great? I mean, uh, Kids Carnival is great. And I used to work out in the parking lot, help with parking, and you, the parents are, like, running behind the kids. The kids are dragging the parents to the thing. And then when they come back, the parents are dragging the kids, and they're all crying. And that's transformation, right? The kids crying. Uh, hasn't uh, Brian and Tom been doing a great job through this unshakable series? I know God's been speaking to me, and I know as we've read through Hebrews, it's really been speaking to me as well. And today we're going to continue with that. So if you can uh, open up to Hebrews 11 in your pew Bibles on uh, 926. And, um, you know, Pastor Brian is up to Bath this weekend, which is cool. I hope everybody knows we have other campus campus up in Bath we call Midcoast Campus, and then we're uh, starting up the Wyndham Campus, like Tom said, and you know, uh, my wife Erin and I are the ministry leaders of Celebrate Recovery here on Tuesday nights, and then we're going to be transitioning to uh, pastors at the Wyndham Campus that we're very excited about, and it's kind of cool that we have all these campuses around that we're starting up, and God is using Life Church to build his kingdom, and it's, it's very exciting, so um, we're, we're happy about that and excited about that. Quick story I'll start out with. A couple weeks ago, my wife and I were able to go out on a date. My uh, friend of ours from the church watched the kids, so we were able to go out on a little date night, Olive Garden and Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's a date. When you got four kids at home, you got four kids at home, it's, it's, that's a date. I'll take what I can get. But most of the dinner conversation was about the kids anyway, right? And biggest conversation we had was about whether or not we're going to have another kid because we have four young kids right now Sadie little Sadie she's turning a year old this month and uh, she's the only girl in the group but um, we're talking about adding another one right and then but Aaron was struggling with the fact of whether or not we were walking in faith with God and walking in God's will by kind of picking and choosing when and if we were going to have a child and whether controlling that situation was really a good thing. And she had lots of good points. She said, you know, what's the biggest blessing in my life besides my spouse, of course, are her kids. And uh, she had lots of good reasons on why we shouldn't be controlling this situation and have faith in God's will. 
I came up with something, but I think I pretty much said, yeah, you're right, honey, we don't have much faith, and tried to pass the breadsticks, you know? It's like, tried to get around that a little bit. But, um, you know, don't get me wrong, I love my kids, I love having a big family, but those little suckers are expensive, you know? (laughs) And just letting things, you know, go as it is, as you know what I mean, you know, a little scary to me. So, what's the point? I don't know if I have a point with that story, other than... (laughs) Other than Pastor Brian, the very next day, calls me up and says, Maddie, hey, Maddie, I want you to do a message on following God's faith, trusting him, and the rewards you get from when we do that. I was like, did uh, Aaron put you up to this or what? I figured out he was serious. So, um, and as reading through this, maybe Aaron and I got to talk a little more about that uh, new baby. But not right now. You guys find Hebrews 11 yet? We're just going to read... (laughs) two verses, but I wanted you to dig through and find it anyway because I want it in front of your face. I'm probably going to put it up on the screen later too, but I want it in front of your face because these two verses right here are going to speak to you today. I have complete faith that God is going to speak to us and these verses spoke to me in a big way and I I really want us right in front of our faces here. So let's start with verse 5. It's by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. God took him up to heaven before he died. He was walking so close with God, he had lots of faith in God that the next step for him was heaven. In the Message Bible, it says they looked everywhere for him, couldn't find him. Heaven, that's where he was. God took him up to heaven and before he died. Before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. We all want to please God. And it was in, it's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe God exists. We all believe God exists, right? Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. He rewards those who sincerely seek him. Would you pray with me real quick? Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and thank you for this verse. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you've brought us together here this morning, and uh, I just pray for our hearts, our minds, our ears, and our eyes to be open to what you have for us. I pray that we all leave here different than we came, and uh, we are just so grateful for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. So why are you here today? Why did you get out of bed? Why did you come to church? You know, why, why are you here? To worship God? To uh, hear a great message from the new kid? To... <laughs> You know, uh, connect with other people. Maybe your wife told you so. All good reasons. Um, Consider this. You know, we came here today. We got out of bed today to experience God's promises in our lives. We came here because we want more of God in our life. We want his love and his grace and compassion in our hearts. We want his blessings and we want his rewards. How many of us know God is a rewarder? Right? Right? We could use a little more of God's rewards, right? We're all full in the reward category. Um, well, these two verses, we just read about Enoch, a hero of faith. Enoch was a man, they say in Genesis, walked with God, like I said, had total faith in him. And then it says, God rewards those who sincerely seek him. And how do we sincerely seek him? By walking and living our lives like Enoch, in, by faith and trusting his will for us. You can't walk in God's will without having faith. I mean, you know, God takes us to some places we don't necessarily want to go. 
Has God ever taken you to a place you didn't want to go, but you went anyway? How'd that work out for you? Worked out good, right? He blesses it every time. You know, we've all stepped out. When we step out of our comfort zone and do something we didn't want to do, do it anyway, and God blesses us in a big way. You know, let's look at this verse again. Look at this verse, and I'll just read verse 6. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So according to God, this isn't my ideas, this is God's ideas. According to God, real faith has two elements. Number one, we believe God exists. But number two, we believe he is a rewarder. Don't you want to walk in that kind of faith where you can walk looking for God's rewards? We can walk in excited anticipation of who and what he puts in front of us because we know it's going to be a reward from God. God's small, simple tugs on our hearts are like stepping stones to some of his greatest blessings. You know, sometimes the things he asks us to do seem small and insignificant at the time, but then when we look back, we realize, oh, that's why I was supposed to do that. You know, sometimes they don't seem like a big deal in our minds, so we can quickly justify not doing them. You know, little by little, we're led further off from God's will for us. When God puts things on our hearts like giving time and feeding into the kids down at life camp, or going on a missions trip way over to Wyndham, Maine, we tell ourselves we're too busy. I can't afford that. I'm not there yet. Someday I'll be able to, but not right now. It's just too difficult for me. So, you know, I've made some choices in my life, you know, that weren't good. I mean really bad. And I got there one justification at a time, one bad decision at a time, one small move in the wrong direction. Until I got to a place where I got so far off track, I didn't, it's impossible where I uh, could, could have been. Never thought I'd be there. Got to the end of my rope, so to speak. I reached out to God, or I should say God reached out to me, and I completely surrendered. Right? God opened my eyes to see that he had better plans for me, that he had good plans for my future. God amazes me every day with the blessings in my life, and I, you know, I can't comprehend how much he's blessed my life. But it wouldn't have happened if I didn't surrender to him. If I had to turn away from my ways, my thinking, my big ideas, and turn to his plans and his people, his word and his promises. I had to start stepping out in faith and doing some things that I didn't understand why they were important. I just had to do them. And that's what faith is, stepping out into places we don't know where it leads. We just know it's the right thing to do. Well, some of you know my story. You know, I was an alcoholic and a drug addict. And uh, I was running through people's lives like a Tasmanian devil. And, uh, but I was basically running from me, running from the messes that I had created. And I don't know if you ever tried running from yourself but it doesn't work that great. <clears throat> I got to a place where I wanted to end my life. And I didn't know it at the time, but by God's grace, I didn't end my life, but I surrendered my life. I surrendered uh, from fighting, surrendered from running, 
just surrendered my life. It took me a little bit to really open my eyes to see uh, what God had for us and God's goodness. You know, but I was taking those small steps towards God and basically just doing what I was told. I surrounded myself with other people that had made some right decisions in their life, and I asked them what to do. I stepped out in faith and said, basically, if it worked for them, maybe it'll work for me. Because I'd been following Maddie's directions, Maddie's plans for a long time, and got me to some bad places. When I started uh, taking those small steps towards God, it's amazing how the blessings start flowing. You know, my life today is completely transformed. You know, I have an amazing family, amazing relationships, and, uh, you know, I have a peace that I've never had before. It's like, the way to describe it is like you're actually swimming with the current instead of against the current all the time. So I use the phrase, the next right thing. Hopefully we've heard that phrase before, just do the next right thing. And that's how I live my life today. I attempt to do just the next right thing. By, but sometimes the next right thing is hard to do. You know, it's not that easy. It's not that fun and not that comfortable. And I can quickly talk myself out of it. But when you do the right thing and when you step out in faith, it says right here, God rewards. <clears throat> so let's go back a slide. Look at that verse again. It's saying, if you want to come, if you want to come to me, trust and believe that I will reward. That's what it's saying. But the reward doesn't always come right away, does it? Word doesn't come until we respond in action. And then it doesn't always come when we want it. It's in God's timing, not ours. It always comes after the response, not during his call, but after. And this is the hard part that we have seen. Because we all we see is what's right in front of us. You know, we think God is four-dimensional. We don't understand that sometimes we forget that God is has no dimensional limits. That God is always working behind the scenes, engineering our circumstances and situations to set us up for success. The reality is nothing is too difficult for God, but it's impossible for us to see that without faith. You see, 2 plus 5 is 7, right? 2 plus 5 is always 7. But two fish plus five, to Jesus, two fish plus five loaves is 5,000 plus leftovers. You know what I mean? So we can't see his ways. Two plus five is 5,000 plus. It takes faith to follow God's will. Sometimes we think we're getting a reward when we do things our way. And this is basically the entire message our decision of faith. Do we reward ourselves right now when we want it, with what we have right now? Or do we obey God and wait for his reward? Because God's rewards are always better than we could ever come up with, better than we could ever imagine. I never imagined that it was possible for me to have a family. 
I never thought it was possible for me to be a good husband, a good father, a good friend, a pastor. (laughs) Just wasn't possible in my eyes. It wasn't possible looking through Maddie's glasses. But God has better plans for us, doesn't he? God has good plans. Romans 12, 2, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That's all I got to do is change the way I think. See, when we change the way we think, start reminding ourselves, God is bigger and better. His rewards are bigger and better. And every time we step out in faith, obey God's call, he is pleased. And as we continue to reap the rewards, our life is transformed. And this this is where... uh, we kind of flip the switch. This is where we can, of faith, flip the switch and live our lives. It's where all the happy talk actually becomes practical because it doesn't become a sacrifice of our time anymore. It doesn't become a sacrifice of our money. It's not a sacrifice of how good we look in the eyes of the world because we know, we know in our heart that God's going to come through with us. We know in our heart that we're pleasing God and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. My wife says to the kids all the time, be faithful in the small things and God will bless us with the big things. My seven-year-old son wants a dirt bike. I want to, who doesn't want a dirt bike, right? But every other day when I get home, his pedal bike sitting in the front, I'm stumbling over it as I'm walking through the front door. Does anybody know this kid or have one? Um, so he asked me, can I have a dirt bike, Maddie? I said, when you're faithful in the small things, you take care of what you have, and you, then maybe you'll get a bike, dirt bike. That's great for the kids, but what about us? God asks us to be faithful in the small things, and he promises when we're faithful in the small things, he is pleased. Some of us right here are being faithful in a marriage that maybe the world would tell us to run. They say, you've got to take care of yourself. But you're being faithful and putting faith in God that he can restore. Some of us are being faithful in our giving, building God's kingdom. We've seen that here, building God's kingdom. Everybody's helped. And the world tells us we're crazy. You've got to take care of yourself. You're being faithful because you know that it's the right thing to do and you know that God is a rewarder. You know in your heart that it's not crazy, that it's not a sacrifice because God rewards those who sincerely seek him. You know God sees your faithfulness. Do you know God sees your faithfulness? If you don't know God sees your faithfulness, I want you to leave here knowing God sees your faithfulness. He saw it the very first time, the very first time you stepped out in prayer for that marriage, the very first time you stepped out in prayer for that person, the very first time God saw your faithfulness. And in his timing, he will reward. You know, a couple of years ago, I struggled with something. A couple of years ago, God put it on my heart to take Jesus to work with me. I said, take Jesus to work with you, Maddie. And, uh, you know, I've worked at the same place for over 20 years. Started there when I was 16. 
I'm not that old. <laughs> those guys know the good, bad, and the ugly Maddie B. So it was a little hard taking Jesus to work. It was a stretch for me. And you know what I mean by taking Jesus to work. I mean, actually, I know Jesus is with me all the time, but actually taking him to work and reaching out to people and sharing his love with people, well, it was a stretch. But I started doing that, and I can tell you God has blessed me in a big way. You know, people have confided in me with things that are going on at home. I've been able to ask people if I could pray for them, and they look at me and smile and say, Yes. You know, the first time you ever ask somebody that outside of church, you think they're going to laugh at you and call you like, no, get away from me. It doesn't happen that way. God, God always blesses that. See, when we step out in faith and say yes to what God has called us to do, he blesses us. I'm not saying you start serving, start stepping out in faith, and it starts raining $100 bills. It's way better than that. Blesses us with relationships, sense of peace. Blesses us with a real joy. And that's when we get this thing called faith in God. When we can walk with God. When walking with faith, looking and expecting his rewards. When we say yes, it changes everything. God calls us into some crazy places though, doesn't he? Calls us into some valleys. From the outside, it doesn't seem like it's the best place to be. Sometimes the math doesn't add up. When we step out in faith, it makes God happy. He promises to reward those who sincerely seek him. So how's that song, Oceans Go? Everybody knows that song, right? My words go. I got the words right here. Don't worry. We're called upon the waters, the great unknown, where my feet may fail and the fear surrounds me. You've never failed and you won't stop now. God never failed us when we stepped out in faith for him. He's never failed us. So let me ask you this. What rewards are you missing out on? What has God been calling you to step out into unknown waters? Ask yourself, you know, what is God asking you to say yes to today? I mentioned Life Church Wyndham. You know, for some of you, it may be your calling to step out of what's comfortable and cozy, step out in faith and share God's love in a new community. Maybe it's your pray for one. Are you, are you actually praying for people? Are we reaching out and sharing God's love? What about grow? Have you talked yourself out of grow? Go to grow. It's today, right? 10 o'clock. God has rewards for you. Some, it may be bringing Jesus to work, trusting him at work, bringing him to your home, trusting him with a relationship. Some, it's giving. Without faith in our heads, it doesn't make sense to give a tithe. But with faith, we know what a reward it is. Whatever it is in your life, whatever God has been calling to you, whatever he's put on your heart, I hope we leave here thinking about stepping out in faith and knowing that God, God rewards those who sincerely seek him. When we, we're walking, looking, and expecting God's rewards. 
We're walking in excited anticipation of who and what he puts in front of us because we know it's a reward. Can I pray for you? Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus and thank you for this time and thank you that we are people of faith, that we believe that you exist and we know and believe in our hearts that you are a rewarder. I pray for everyone here that our hearts to be open to opportunities of where we can step out in faith and to reap the rewards that you have for us, Lord, to transform our lives. I pray for each of us to ask ourselves and have revelation of where we can step out in faith. Also want to pray, there's maybe some people here that only heard one word, this entire message. That word was surrender. That word surrender was on your heart that you need to surrender to God, that you need to surrender fighting, surrender running. I want to pray for you. I want to pray that your heart is open to the good things God has for your life, that God has good plans, big rewards. When we surrender to him, we see his ways, his plans, and his promises. I just want to pray for everyone here individually, lift them up to you, and I just ask for blessings on their life, that we have victories this week in our walk. In Jesus' name.